Greetings and welcome to my second podcast where I am so excited to introduce my first guest. Can you tell from my voice? I think you can. So my first guest is Sharon, the fabulous Sharon. How do I know Sharon? Sharon is the owner operator at Muse Coffee and Food at Butler Gallery in Kilkenny. Sharon, welcome. Hi, Tracy. Thank you. Delighted <laughs> to be here. Honoured to be your first guest. Oh, well, you know the reason why you're my first guest? Because we had spoken about this. We did. We sat down and we spoke about this over a year ago, how something like this needed to come to life. Yeah, we did. We, we talked about a gap yeah. in the market. Yeah. And no better woman to fill it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sharon. Well, we're not here to talk about me, sweetie. We're here to talk about you and your business. So you're a COVID baby. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we opened in August 2020. It was supposed to be April 2020 and we thought we'd never get the doors open. But yeah, it opened eventually on the 7th of August 2020. How amazing. So your journey from COVID, how was it? Being a brand new business. Through COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're one of those very fortunate businesses that actually grew during COVID. Um, I was listening to another podcast, somebody else speaking about this recently. Shame on you. <laughs> and uh, they were, and like we're the exact same, they were saying how their growth is kind of twofold, right? So they were knuckling down, you know, they kept going. So same with us, we never closed the doors through COVID once. Yeah. We were open every single day. Um, we never had to shut, thank God. And then the other thing was everyone else was closed. Yeah. So we were probably nearly one of the only shows in town. And that was obviously to a huge benefit to us as well. So, um, so recognition within the marketplace was catapulted as a result of COVID. Yeah. An extreme yeah, positive. Yeah, definitely. And I felt like we couldn't close. Yeah. Um, because we were trying to be, you know, you want to be reliable and dependable and oh. you want to be open. Yes. And especially during COVID. So um, there's lovely stories that we hear now all the time of people that used to come down with you know, we have pods out the back that you can sit in glass pods. So people will come down and sit in a glass mm. pod with their granny or their mother or whatever. And they just loved the, that it was separate and they had space. And, you know, it was kind of like that hot chocolate and that biscuit <laughs> cake were like a shining light for people in a miserable old time. So I think we just struck, ironically, weirdly, we just struck at the right time. Oh, Sharon, I love that. And I love the community piece because that's really important for a business. So for, for solo entrepreneurs, sole traders, small business owners, SMEs, you then become absolutely imprinted on your community mm. if you're doing the right things. Yeah, and like I know that's the business advice lots of people give you if you're filling a, like if you're solving a problem for people or, yeah. you know, if you're giving them something that they need. Yes. And during COVID in particular, people needed, like they're on their 2K walk around town or their 5K walk around town yeah. and they stopped at us and they had their hot chocolate and that was their, you know, there was nothing else going on in people's lives. So yeah. that was the thing that they looked forward to in the week and we just were very lucky. That we, I don't know how we struck goals that we just managed to be open at that time and fill that gap. Well, I'll call you there. I don't know how we struck gold. I say bullshit to that because let's look at a couple of things. Your offering was absolutely superb. Your branding was terrific. What you stand for is absolutely authentic and real and honest and your location was phenomenal so there was many things that allowed it become what it needed to become correct yeah well I say that right a lot of bloody hard work goes into it and there we have it yeah okay fine <laughs> <laughs> working like you know 12 hour days no like I yeah. sleep 
eat, breathe the business. Well, I certainly did in that first year, year and a half. So I love that. Yeah, because that's that's critical and crucial, isn't it? In order to bed down what you need to bed down within the business, SOPs, uh, systems of all descriptions, staff training. It, it does take that level of intensity, doesn't it? Starting off. Yeah, it does. And you have to work in your business. Yeah. For the first, I don't know, 12, definitely, if not 18 months, you have to be there. You know, well, I felt like I had to be there day in, day out. Yeah. Um, you know, making the coffee, cleaning the floors, emptying the dishwasher. Like you have to do all those things so you understand how your business works yeah. inside out before you can even think about taking the step back. And, and then delegating it out. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Delegation for elevation. Isn't I that like it? I like that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but so. yeah. So like if you looked at me now, this summer versus yeah. last year, um, it's totally different, right? So yeah. I have, you know, finally, well, I had to learn that as a, as a people manager as well. Like I did, I did manage um, a team previously in my last career, but like running your own team when the book stops with you is a different story and it's mm. hard to delegate and I know I've, I, I know because I talk to other people of businesses I now I look at other people of businesses and I can see yeah. when you don't delegate mm. what happens right yes so it's and then your team like if you're trying to build a good solid team if you're not giving them any responsibility then they're not going to feel like they're going to grow within their their role and stuff so um it's really important to me now to delegate and that's where I am now now I'm managing the business I'm not in the business I'm managing the business from you know from a step removed so I'm yes. able to strategize and you know do all the invoicing and the admin and all that stuff that you can't do if you're in there making coffee yeah I love that that's the growth piece isn't it that's where you get your business from that 12 to 18 months uh place where you grow 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 input all of those essential uh SOPs systems of all descriptions so that you can be in a position to do that and that's the essence of business and I think we get disillusioned by that and that's something I'd love to get across in this uh podcast is that in order for your business to thrive mm. you must be working on the business not in the business that's very hard for an, a small business owner to accept, I think. Yes. And it's a big lesson that people learn inevitably. But yes. when you go into it, right, you're looking at costs, you're looking at labour costs, you're looking at hiring staff. I certainly roster. I was on the roster like for the first 12 months of yeah. having the business and I was a member of the team making coffee. And then, you know, you're trying to build up your business. That saves a wage. You know, as I said, you're in the business in the thick of it, right? Yeah. And then to step out of that, you're going to pay an extra person. Yeah. What am I going to spend my time on? Again, that's something I think I definitely get overwhelmed with at times. Like, okay, if I'm not there today, what am I doing? And then your day might run away with you. Like, you have to be so structured and organized. Yeah. Because it's very easy to be in the business and know you're going to go in, you're going to make coffee, you're going to, you know, whatever, whatever it is, make sandwiches. Um. But if you're at home doing admin, okay, where am I best to direct my time? Yes. And what I want to point out is the sooner you understand what high value tasks mean and that you are responsible for those high value tasks, mm. which is you stepping away from the business yeah. and putting in place other people, other assets to do low value tasks, which is the operations on the floor, uh, uh, inputting the tools that are required. Because you've just said that you spent 12 to 18 months of the start of a business bedding down, uh, perfecting everything that's required for your business to be replicated on a daily basis. Mm. 
by putting those systems in place, by the awareness and knowledge and knowing that that must be what it is in order for it to be what it is now, which is that elevation piece, which is working on the business, strategizing, ensuring that you're communicating with suppliers, getting the best mm. prices, uh, dealing with uh, suppliers of all descriptions. So not only from packaging to food um, to bloody ESB for crying out loud. Uh, mm. You need the time and the space to be able to do that. You also need to know that your business is being taken care of, that you have the accountability piece in place mm. so that the people that you put in positions are answering to you with specifics. Yeah, and that is an ongoing task. Yes. So I don't think you ever, well, I certainly don't ever have my SOPs are, you know, 100% up to date or, you know, our checklist is absolutely perfect. It's it's a moving thing, right? So yeah. like you're living. All, yeah, it's a living, breathing, d- dynamic yes. document or whatever. So like you'll have, um, you know, if you get new things in or if you change a process, yeah. it might take a while for the paperwork to catch up or... You know, you're asking yeah. people to remember things, get it down right on the checklist. So like it's constantly changing. Yes. And and here's something that you've just said that I want to, to bring back up and highlight. The best system is written by the team member who's putting it in place. Mm. Not you. Mm. Then you check. Yeah, exactly. That's how you write a system. Yeah. And the system runs the business and the people run the system. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So your previous life lends to this. And I think that's something we forget. We forget to look backwards. So where, what, what was I doing throughout my life before this came into my life? What were the skills, skill sets required for me to do my best job in those positions? What were the learnings? Because it is amazing how much you can bring with you. Mm. Because we sometimes can switch off and forget that we were a whole other person. Yeah. That we, we had to fulfill a whole other a sense of duties and tasks mm. that are now of great value. So I would imagine that your previous life lends to this life. Yeah, so my background is like my dad ran nightclubs and pubs for donkey's years. He had, you know, nightclubs on Lisa Street back in the 70s, oh my 80s. God! Yeah, and then he would have had um, pubs and clubs then, you know, all throughout my 20s, uh, late teens, I would have worked in the pubs and, and oh, yeah, during college and stuff. So, um, and then I went to Australia and traveled around and I worked in a lot of restaurants and cafes. I managed a cafe in, um, in Melbourne and then I... I always kind of wanted to I, I loved hospitality right yeah but I came home and everyone else was getting their jobs in the banks and you know all the kind of the jobs after college and stuff and I felt like I had to get my proper job yes. so I went into finance and I got a job in a big um a big fund company big hedge fund company and I spent 11 years there yeah so I would have started off and kind of worked my way up and then I became um, a project manager and I did that for kind of the last four years of my career there. Oh my God, how fantastic. But like, it was always the dream um, to mm. have a cafe, right? And then my husband just, I don't know why, but he kind of always liked the idea of it as well, where he, he wouldn't have any kind of experience in hospitality or whatever, but he loves, He's obsessed with coffee. Yeah, he loves yeah. food, he loves coffee. Um, so we kind of both always loved the idea of having a cafe. Yeah. And then in, we lived in Dublin and we started to kind of look around. So we probably nearly signed about five different leases, but something always happened or wasn't right. And we didn't take the Hello plunge. universe. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work <laughs> out for whatever reason. And I don't know, it just kind of was always there in the background. And then we, we've got three kids 
and back in 2016 I just had my second baby and um, I had a big health scare <gasps> that really kind of put things in perspective and I think that was kind of the catalyst really where we decided wow. to change everything and go for it right so when you I think when you hit rock bottom or you have yeah when you have a big earthquake moment it kind of shakes you awake and mm. makes you think about your life and stuff and I think at that point career-wise I just didn't have any enthusiasm for my job and I was actually on maternity leave um on my third son and I decided at that point that I wasn't going to go back and then we decided mm. to move to Kilkenny Oh my God, how yeah. lucky are we? Obviously, as a Kilkenny woman, I feel very lucky because we've had such an amazing journey together, yeah. which has been outstanding. But I love that you were, that you went on this journey for yourself, as in you had to reflect to understand what mm. feeds you, literally in all areas. So family's always priority. And that's something I love about you. You'll say that from the get go. You know, if I ask you value systems, priorities, mission, goals, all of that was family first. Mm. Family have to be first. Yeah, that was part of the move to Kilkenny was to, you know, you know, when I was working in Dublin, I was up out the door dropping the kids to crash like everyone does. Right. Up dropping yeah. the kids to crash home at six o'clock in the evening. Like that's and I did that because I wanted to have a, we wanted to have a secure family, you know, home for the kids and money coming in the door and all that kind of stuff. But. I think maybe it's an age thing. You do hit a point in your mm. life where you have to weigh things up. And if you're lucky enough to be mm. able to follow a dream, which yeah. I was, thank God, then I'd say just go for it. Like, yes. you know, I honestly, my soul was like screaming at me not to go back to my job. I just couldn't even pretend to enjoy it anymore. Wow. And I had the luxury, it is an absolute luxury of being able to go for my dream like I'd you know because I'd worked hard like that I had yeah. saved money and I had savings and we were able to take a punt and, and open a cafe um and you know working hard you know if you have a, a solid job and you're in your dependable job that gives you a lot of those securities right yeah. so you're, you're able to save get a house whatever but then there does come a time where you have to kind of feed your soul and feed mm. you know that little voice in your head it's telling you that mm. you need to be doing something else yeah um, take a leap leap of faith yeah take yeah. a leap of faith exactly so yeah. like we moved it's we, not easy no it's holy not holy freaking yeah, moly it's, it's terrifying like we yeah. moved we moved from Dublin to Kilkenny um, the Christmas of 2019 so we were three months down here when Covid hit right so we literally just packed up kids changed schools moved down signed the lease on the Butler Gallery it was all bam 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 done in December 2019 moved down the whole world stopped then in the in the March and I swear to God, when we moved down, I was in shock because I think I cried for the first two weeks I moved because oh, I just was yeah. like, what have we done? What have we done? This is yeah. so different. Um, Normal is gone now. Yeah. Everything I knew was gone. Yeah. yeah. But that's where I know it's just, yeah, look, that's where the growth happens, isn't it? That's where yes. you learn. You learn lots of things about yourself. So, yeah, we have never looked back. We love living down here oh. and our business has thrived and become more than I could ever have hoped that would be so yeah. we're very very lucky like but yeah it's not easy like it's definitely not easy and especially when you have three kids and you're responsible for their happiness yeah and you know? well-being yeah, yeah exactly and you're kind of pulling them out of the life that they knew and moving them somewhere else yeah. but you just have to think of the bigger picture and how happy are they they are really happy they love it here yeah Aww. they love it here kids are brilliant kids are resilient they'll just go with the flow as yeah. long as mommy and daddy are there yes you know that's it's all they need, really, you Key know. focus. Yeah, exactly. And we're lucky. We're very lucky with the kids. They're very um, adaptable. And, you know, they they just, they love school. And we don't have any issue, any major yeah. issues, thank God. So they're just very, um, yeah, they're very happy. Yeah, but they're like yeah. their mommy and daddy, resilient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and great crack. <laughs> the two of them. 
<laughs> we had a wild a wild night recently. We were uh, fortunate to be at an award ceremony. It was absolutely terrific, wasn't no, it? That was a great night, yeah. We sat at that table and acknowledged every ounce of blood, sweat and tears that went into getting your business to that very day. Yeah. And it was quite incredible. Yeah, and that's something that you're always saying, like you need to kind of stop and you need to, you do need to reflect, as mm. you said, right? Because you, it's very easy just to be in the thick of it. Yeah. You're on the train, the train is speeding, you can't get off the train. Um, and like, you know, week to week, should the weeks fly by and yeah. you have a list to do list as long as your arm, like when do you ever get the time to stop and say, Jesus, we did great, didn't we? It hasn't been brilliant. You yeah. know, I think that's really important. And nights like that are the time when you can actually sit down with a table. Like we had a table with um, our colleagues at the Butler Gallery and our own table of uh, Muse and yourself. And yeah. You know, it was a lovely night just to all come together and say, like, mark it. Yes. And kind of draw a line in the sand and say, isn't it great now we're all out tonight celebrating this and we never thought we'd be here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. And I love that. I love when you gave the description that the train is going 90 miles an hour. I say, pull the fucking emergency fucking handbrake. God, forgive me for cursing. And you have to do that for yourself. And that's the hardest thing. So my line of work as a food business coach, usually when people they've they've put their hand on that emergency brake when they ring me mm. they haven't pulled it fully mm. so that's when they get in touch with me nine mm. times out of ten and i feel very blessed and lucky that i'm in a position to take that phone call and to have a chat because for me people do not realize their greatness and i don't say that with, with a twang or anything i genuinely goddamn mean it we do not know what it takes for us to get up on a daily basis to go into a business and drive it and force it to be the best it can be because we're in our autopilot. We're just doing. So mm. to be able to take that moment and step to the fucking side and realise yeah. that what I'm bringing to the table is absolutely immeasurable. Yeah. But if I do not hand over certain tasks, I will burn out and fall. But when you're in the thick of it, you can't even see that stuff. Yeah. When you're on that train and you are responsible for making sure that everyone gets paid, you know, the stress, the rosters, like the mm. suppliers, the, you know, when you're on that train, especially when you're busy as well on top of it, yeah, working your day-to-day and then doing all these extra tasks that come with owning a business that nobody tells you about, yeah, it's very difficult to take a minute, to take a breath yeah, and say, how am I going to fix this? Well, what if I said that the SOPs are everything? That mm. without it, without accountability and SOPs, you will be forever in that position yeah. of that flying train that will not allow you to stop. And I think having a having a mentor or having a um like someone like so you've been this to me, right? Yeah. Someone that you so when you're working for yourself and everything is on you, you take it home with you, yeah. you're awake in the middle of the night thinking about things, you're like the bit that I love is the creative stuff, right? So yes. I have a big whiteboard at home and I throw up ideas. I now and I just look at them for a while and then eventually I'm like yeah okay that's been there for a while I'm gonna try that oh. yeah you know, right so I do yes. but when you're on your own you've yeah. no one to bounce these things off and yeah of course yeah. I have my husband right who's who's the other owner of the business with me but like sometimes like especially when it's your partner you're in your day-to-day you're doing everything else right yeah that you need somebody you need a business support person that yeah. you can bounce ideas off and who will tell you yeah, that's a great idea. Or maybe think that one through a bit more. Or like, or you're doing a great job. Or, oh, look, you kind of dropped the ball there. Like, you need somebody that you can trust. And like a mentor or a coach or somebody is that person. And you're like, you're that person for me. Yeah. So like you came onto my team 
before we even opened the doors, right? Yes. Remember you coming in before we'd even opened <laughs> and we stood in the I cafe so and you were telling me, um, you were giving me ideas of the menu and stuff. And like that was, so I came to you because uh, when I was working with the gallery and signing the lease, one of the very experienced hospitality people who was involved in that side of it had given me your name yeah. and said, give Tracy a ring. She's local. She knows the business. She knows the area. And she will give you some nuggets of gold and save you money and time yeah. going around in circles. Yeah. And we had never done before. So I was like, oh, do I really need to pay someone now? And that's extra cost. And you're looking at your, your investment costs and all the rest. And then I got on the phone with you and we chatted it through. I think you gave me an hour anyway of your time. And yeah. you told me you gave me a lot more than you probably meant to. Right? We were a lot more than ages. I do now. We were chatting for ages. And I was like, oh, I, I need this woman. This woman knows John Street, knows yeah. the area, knows the food industry. And I know if I get you on my team and, you know, take a few hours mm. of your time that I'm going to save myself money in the long run. Yeah. So like you have to be open and you have to be clever and you have to take advice like I yeah. took advice from you know from that person that from the gallery side of things and that saved me thousands getting you on my team yeah isn't that lovely yeah and now you're now you're here and you're a support and I lean on you for stuff all the time yeah um which is terrific yeah and that's the development piece for you is you know the integral moments when you need me Hmm. Yeah, and I, I will in and my that's head. That's your growth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now your confidence. Yeah, I've grown, and now I wouldn't kind of now I'd kind of troubleshoot things myself half the time now, but I would run like my big if I've got big projects coming yeah. up. It's just another, it's another sound head, you know, coming together to yeah. give you advice. Yeah. And it's crucial, isn't it? Where yeah, you get out of yourself and you hear yourself out loud for the yeah. love of God. And I think that's the hardest thing for the industry. So my biggest want for this podcast is that people in the casual dining sector realise that, yes, they're working their fucking asses off and that it is one of the hardest sectors to be in because mm. nobody talks about it. We don't talk about this. We're too afraid to open up about it. And I want to bring this to the forefront and let people realise that by outsourcing, so outsourcing is bringing in expertise, mm. you can get to where you imagined and dreamed about quicker. Yeah. Because if you do it on your fucking own, you are in the state of overwhelm on a daily basis with all of these chores and tasks, all of these checklists that you cannot get to, that it takes so much longer to get from A to B. Mm. Because you put in a hundred extra steps between A to B. Yeah. So the point of me is let's get rid of those fucking extra steps. Let's look at it from an aerial uh, proposition. Let's understand fully how this is going to benefit you and your business. And let's look at ideas, solutions mm. and how to integrate yeah, and it's it's breaking it down. It's talking it through and breaking it down. Yeah. And then coming out of a meeting, you know, if we sit down for an hour, it's coming out with a meeting, uh, coming out of that meeting with like 10 new ideas that I hadn't even thought of. Yeah. Because uh, you're bringing experience that I don't have necessarily. Yeah. And then you're coming out with action points. Yeah. So you can action things then. Yeah. Get it done. And so that's been the, the, the biggest thing for me to watch your business from afar over the road to watch your business <laughs> how lucky but to look at the sense of growth and the expansion of your client base to look at your offering how perfected it is to to look how fine-tuned it is because you don't bring anything to market until you've researched it and until you've trialed and tested it mm. and that's the difference that's what you do beautifully for yourself and so even with that being said i know that you have something up your sleeve mm. can we talk about that sure yeah <laughs> so 
the expansion. It's always about either improving or expanding some which way, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's where the business needs to go. And sometimes you don't need to expand. You can be perfect as you are. Yeah. But there's room for you. That's important to say, I think. Yeah. yeah sometimes you can just, you know, you can be happy where you are. And, yes. And, I think we're just fed all this, like, you know, when you're looking at Instagram and stuff, you're like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How am I going to get bigger and better and bigger and better? Yeah. So, like, sometimes it's okay to be happy where you are yes. and just do it really, really, really well. Yeah. And for us, though, I suppose, like, if you've ever been to our cafe, we've got a small space in the gallery and then outside we have a huge outdoor oh, space. Yeah. Magical. Stunning. Stunning. But in the winter... Yes. Nobody's going to be, you know, <laughs> few people will brave the rain. Um, we do have glass pods outside, so we do have seating outside for 24. But um, I think we have room for expansion. So that's where yeah. we're at now, which is looking at our next step. So um, catering is a big part of our business. Yes. And it has kind of been a part of our business all along. Organically. Organically, yeah. Hilarious. Your yeah. customers telling you they want it. Yeah, so it's kind of a piece of the business that we've been doing all along. But now my focus is on that now. So now yes. we're kind of going after, um, officially going after, let's say, corporates and larger events and catering, outside yeah. catering and stuff. So like we've done a lot of private dinners. We've done yes. um, big, par big birthday parties. Yeah. We go to venues and... Special events, the catering. isn't yeah. it? Which yeah. is really lovely. And I, we love it. Like we yeah. love it. Yeah. And our business model lends itself very well to it. Our menus lend itself very well to it. So, um, And your team. Because we haven't yeah. spoken about your team yet. You have an incredible team. And that's been a huge part of all of this as well. And so your expansion can only occur when you have the right key players, which is your team. Yeah. Isn't that definitely. fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We've been very lucky with the crowd that we have. Now, don't get me wrong. I think one of the biggest stressors is people management and yeah. the HR side of things. And you need to become a bloody HR expert pretty quick Yeah, when you have a team, when you have anybody working for you. Um. And there's another example of kind of outsourcing, right? So I have a HR lady on... Uh, oh, love it. Yeah, she's not on retainer as such, but I do reach out to her when I have any sort of query about a contract or where do I stand with this person. Um, so she would be there. So she Love that. Yeah, and that just covers your ass, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but the team is great. and But it does... Like, people management is tough. It's mm. a tough industry. And it's such a transient industry, right? So people yeah. are coming and going left, right and centre. And that can be very hard because... Can, can I also... I, apologies for interrupting. Mm. The media has told us that it's fucking hard. The mm. media tells us on a daily basis that we're up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah. That's a massive problem as well, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So the, the fear from that to people who may have um, given a CV into you for a position are now reconsidering because the media have told them to reconsider. Mm. So we're actually... We're not bloody helping ourselves. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Carry yeah. on. No, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, I suppose like you put, you put time into training people and then, you know, and then they're gone again or they might get a job yeah. somewhere else. And that's just, that's just the way it is. Right. Yes. But I have been very lucky anyway. Um, my first year I had a solid, solid team. Then things shifted around a little bit. We've had a solid team now again for the last year. Yes. Um, and this month is September. So we are losing all of our, you know, college kids. They're all going back who yeah. came us all summer. So we're in, we're definitely in a little shift at the minute. Yes, yes. Um, I'm hiring at the moment. Two new spots open. So yeah, I think... Uh, yeah like the team that I have are all rounders so they can jump mm. in and out and do a oh. bit of everything which is really important love that Sharon that takes that's the, the key off. to success right now when labour costs and inflation and mm. everything's going on issues with even trying to hire that takes care of so many 
potential issues. Yeah. yeah. And, I, so and well I'm done. very upfront with the team about, about you know, labour yeah. costs and stuff. So I'll tell them, you know, our percentage labour cost this month was running at this yeah. and we need to get it down to this. And it's just to kind of, you know, That's they're they're in college. They don't, they don't, I mean, I'm sure they don't care, right? But, <laughs> but it's just to say, you know, we watch this, we look at this, this yeah. is how you run a business. And especially the ones that go off and, you know, might have their own businesses. Yeah. They're kind of learning that that's the approach because that's something that shocked me. Yeah. I don't think hospitality and cafes are run as businesses. No. So I'm coming from a business background. So yes. I'm coming from a project manager where I ran massive, you know, Accountable. projects. Yeah, yes. exactly. With lots of different stakeholders. So when you come into casual dining and then and nobody has a contract even sometimes like yeah. I never got a contract when I worked in a cafe in my life before yes. you know it might have been a long time ago but, <laughs> but yeah I'm not sure like I'm sure no, I know right. you have to be more um aware of that stuff now but yeah I think a lot of cafes maybe aren't run as businesses no they're not and that's the biggest problem that's the overwhelm that's the not having a handle on the business yeah not stepping to the side making the time so you what you were talking about there your KPIs mm. so you're making it obvious on a monthly weekly and monthly where your KPIs are, what percentages they're coming in at. And as a result, you can address that specific area immediately yeah. and go through it with a fine yeah. tube comb. Exactly. That's where you're at an advantage. Yeah. Which yeah. makes best sense, best practice. Now, I will say it takes a while to get there because yeah. a lot of other things take up your time. But try and get there. Yeah, but you keep trying yes. to get there. Exactly. Yes. Now, it's probably took me about a year to get my, like I would have known generally what my what my percentages were, but mm. like it took me a year to get my spreadsheet where I needed it to be. Yeah. That was chipping away at it bit by bit, but you know, keep well getting done. kind of torn into other areas that need your focus. But keep coming back and doing yeah. a little bit more. So just keep going until you can get there. Yes. But you have to know your figures. Like you, you have, have to. to. And I know people come into this with a love of coffee or a love of food, or they might be the chef in the kitchen or whatever. And that's where the delegation comes in because you can't yeah. be the chef in the kitchen nope. and doing the books at nope. the same time. Nope. Unless you want to run yourself into the ground. And which happens all the time. Yeah, and I like we did not move to the country with three kids for me to be you know yeah. running myself into the ground working yeah crazy hours so that's why I, I saw that that needed to change and that's yeah. where the delegation piece came in the first year that was the case yeah. it was insane and, yeah. and we've spoken about that how essential it had to be that way at that time but now it is a case that uh, you're able to manage your time even better which is the key yeah yeah exactly I couldn't have sustained it so yeah. I felt like I was on that train that bullet train and <laughs> was not stopping I remember ringing you one day do you remember yeah, this yeah down in my car and yeah. I sat down in my car and I just bawled my eyes at crying yeah. because I was so but stressed out can you tell you or can I tell you that I was so happy I could be there with you in that passenger seat at that moment mm. because that's how real so I once had my own cafe mm. I was very lucky award-winning very lucky so when I sit in that seat I remember fully what that was like for me as well mm. and so it's um it's been such a journey uh, yeah. to get to where we are right now actually Sharon something that you brought up um prior to this is the the absolute importance of structure mm. I know what that means what does that mean for you for me that means um having some structure to my day yeah. so I think I probably winged it a lot Mm. And then you can get very overwhelmed. Yeah. So I think it's really important that, well, for me, it's really important that I have a structure to my day. So kind of what I'm trying to do at the moment is set out the night before what my plan is for tomorrow. It sounds so simple, but I, I think a lot of people don't do it because you kind of think, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do X, Y, yeah. and Z. And then you get into work 
or you get to your desk yeah. and something else pops in and you get distracted. Yes. And then the three things that you're supposed to do don't, don't get, get done. done. Yeah. So um, I'm all about putting the phone on airplane mode. Love it. I'm, and now, like, I'm not answering calls just because somebody called you. Yes. You don't have to answer the phone. <laughs> Game changer. Yeah. Yeah, so... And if somebody texts you, they're texting you because it's a good time for them. Yes. It's not necessarily a good time for you. Oh, sure, I love so, this. Yeah, so not, like, so setting your boundaries. Yeah. This is my time. I have to get through these three tasks. And that's the other thing that I do. I don't write a list of 10 things anymore. I just mm. give my, I just give myself three because I'm not going to get more than three done. Yeah. I have kids to collect. I have dinners to make. You know, all the usual stuff that goes on. So, yeah. three things um, that have to be done. No bullshit. Yeah. And that's how my day is structured and try and like plan if I have to be in the cafe I have it written in my diary okay I'm there from 9 to 12 this day or 2 to 4 and it's built in and it's written down yeah so I'm trying to write things down more because I think if you write them down you'll make them happen mental preparation yeah isn't it and it puts puts space in your brain so the ideal scenario is on a Sunday you plan your week and then I'm not that organised no (laughs) no, but you'll get there as in that's your development piece isn't it that's the goal but it's and even then it's on a daily basis you create the tasks that need to be done so there's systems that you put in place but you have to show up for yourself Mm. like we say these are all difficult they're difficult if you do not show up for yourself if you do not have that self love piece that self awareness piece that self self-care piece because if we're honest structures in a business are actually to do with self-care yeah because otherwise people will pull you left right and center yeah so people want you can i talk about this can i talk about that a supplier will ring somebody looking to sell you a loyalty program will call the phone like and they want you for 20 minutes yes you have to be able to say sorry now is not a good time i love this i'm gonna take that away and i'll call you back that's what i do now Leave that with me and I'll come back to you. Yes, you don't own me. Yeah. My business owns me. So I will delegate. Be really precious of your your own time. Yeah. Yeah, and have an idea of what you need to achieve in the day. Love this. Otherwise, it just, for me, it builds and builds and builds and you get so overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So just try and keep it all. Fantastic advice. Another thing that we both, and we talk about this, so not only do we have a a business relationship, but we also have a a personal friendship. And we have a lot in common. Mm. Because how we talk to ourselves our internal dialogue uh, the things we listen to so whether it be podcasts whether it be audiobooks whether it be conferences of whatever description organisations communities mm. the things that light our brains on fire are completely different to what they used to be but yep. they they lend so well into what we do now so into mm. the lives we want to achieve right now yep. so it's for me the coaching positive psychology it's a lot more than than the words i can give it and it's about catching yourself in the negative speak and then redirecting those thoughts to somewhere fucking positive where you're honest and real and you mm. verify and so for you this is a huge thing in your life you put yourself in these wonderful communities as well where you get and gain so much mm. so tell us tell us more about that yeah so like I have a 40 minute drive in and out of work every day so on my commute I would listen to your podcast so I was telling my friend recently about the podcast and she was like that's your therapy and I was like yeah it actually is my therapy yeah so I'll put in like I love um I love the good glow I love um Jerry Hussey so I listen to all those kind of ones so self-development ones I love Joanne and Vogue as well for a bit of crack so yeah I listen to a lot of podcasts um and I suppose it's all about taking control um how to you know show up for yourself you know all that kind of stuff so everything you've just talked about there but it's really important to me that i have that time in my day for myself and do Mm. something for myself every day so even if it's getting my coffee on the way to work or Mm. it's going to the gym or whatever it is 
So I think that's back to structure again. Like your day will just be soaked up with other people's problems and other people's oh. wants. And you have to put the time in for yourself. Yes. So if I you have... You are in charge. Yeah, this it's my day. Like, and yeah. I'm giving, giving, giving. And especially like, you know, when you have a family and small kids, you're giving, giving, giving the whole time. Mm. If you give, give, give and work all day long, like you have to have something for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so... And can if I said this, business is just a game. As in, if we can take away the power mm. of the word, I run my own business, as to being an incredibly overwhelming, stressful place. And if we redirect the meaning of it as being, I'm in charge, I have structures in place, it's just a game, I'm taking care of my team. As in, if we take away the power of negativity and turn it into something quite positive, mm. I think that will be an amazing um, thing that each business owner and operator can do for themselves. Yeah, maybe that's what you could work towards. I know for me, like your a lot of your emotions and a lot of your like probably self worth and stuff are tied up mm. with your business, right? So, um, because we're trained, they're in, that's inherited. Yeah, yeah. work hard, yeah. work hard. Yeah, exactly. That's such an ugly yeah. statement. Yeah. Whereas work hard can be quite a lovely thing, where you don't actually have to put yourself in a grave, where you yeah. actually make time. Um, for this self-care, for this feeding your brain, feeding your gut, uh, being there for your family and your loved ones, having activities outside of the workplace, it really has to change. Mm, work smart, the, the low yeah. value work, like you said, like don't don't be letting yourself get sucked into jobs that your your time is better spelt, spent elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, so knowing your knowing the value of your your time, like yeah, you know, yeah. and putting a price on it, like yes. if you put a price on your <laughs> actual it. time. So if you say, okay, I you know my time is worth this amount yeah. per hour, yeah. where am I going to spend my time? Yes, and think of it like that. And that's it. That's why you take yourself out of the business. Yeah. That's why you take yourself off the floor. That's why you put yourself in that management position mm. where you're taking care of the books, the connections, where you're understanding cost, standardization, implementing systems. Mm. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, I know when I hired, I hired a supervisor and I have a manager and, you know, there are significant costs to the business, especially mm. in the quiet times. But I look at that like, OK, let's just say I'm just going to pick a figure, right? If I'm paying 500 euro for um, to have to have experienced staff members there when I'm not there, that's worth it to me for me yeah. to be at home with kids. But it's only worth it if you have certain KPIs in place that there's measurables. So yeah, and I know to manage is to measure, to measure is to manage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I have to be confident that everything yeah. is getting done as if I was there yes. to my standards, yes. whatever. And I'm, you know, and that's that's where training comes in and, yes. and checklists and stuff. And that's the first year of your business. You being in the engine of the beast for mm. that first year, it puts you in a position where you know the SOPs and expectations are exactly how you need them to be for the business to be the best it can be, mm. which is quite beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Absolutely. What a great first podcast I what know, a great yeah. first guest oh thanks how lucky am i first all round i've never <laughs> ever been on a podcast before well first of many darling i think i think we'll have to do four year minimum oh yeah yeah absolutely. the check-in uh, check-in yeah exactly <laughs> so if for people to find you so when they're coming to kilkenny because obviously kilkenny is absolutely amazing all year long yeah where can they find you um so we are located in the butler gallery yeah so we're just off john street um we're opposite the river so if you're coming down john street there's yeah. a little bark lane 
um, or you can come around to the library. You'll see us there and um, you can find us online. Then we have our website, which is musecoffeefood.ie and our Instagram is musecoffeefood.ie as well. Yeah. So if you're coming here for a weekend, have brunch because you're renowned for your brunch. Yeah. We worked very hard to build ourselves into, into a brunch destination. So we are we have a great brunch at the weekends and then we do kind of uh, lunch treats, coffee, yes. speciality coffee is our big thing. So we have yeah. um, cloud picker coffee roasted in Dublin. So that's our speciality coffee. And we also have a couple of guest coffees as well. And, and if I can't get out and it's absolutely lashing, what what can I do? Yeah. So if you're down here in an Airbnb or or having a great weekend somewhere in a hotel and you don't want to move, you can get all of our stuff on Just Eat and Deliveroo. Yoo-hoo! Woo! Love that it. was that was a big one. I was trying to get hooked up on oh. those two sites, but that was a big rock. That's our next that's our next um podcast then, as in when we come back to talk again, let's talk mm, about that. Yeah. Because that's there's nothing straightforward or easy, is there? No, there is it's hard to get uh, inside information. On all of these things. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Like yeah. that was How on my list. an elephant? Yeah. Small bites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, over and out, Sharon, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Love what you do. Love what you stand for. Same. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Adios, amigos.